Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down on the Thursday night. Uh, throw down our condolences to any Los Angeles Laker fans that are tuning in this evening, but it was a hell of a run. You won the title last year, and you know, they, weren't, they weren't championship. You know, they weren't championship material, this team. LeBron James is awesome, and... I haven't said one bad word about LeBron James tonight. Besides, you know what? He cries too much and he bitches too much, but whatever. It is what it is. That's not new. But I'm not ripping LeBron. I'm not ripping street clothes. I'm not ripping these guys. We were on the Phoenix Suns tonight. I saw this coming tonight. You know, and Teddy Covers uh, joined us earlier from Las Vegas in the first hour of the program. And, you know, we disagreed on a lot. But one thing we agreed on, NBA players know. Right? NBA players know whether they can win or not. You know what I'm saying? Like the Phoenix Suns think they can win the title or think they can win, you know what I mean, the next series in a Western Conference. And I don't know if they think they can beat the Brooklyn Nets, but I imagine they do. I think Utah, you know, there's teams like Brooklyn, you know, you don't think that Harden, Durant, and Kyrie are thinking, we're going to win the title. We're going to win. Who's going to beat us? We're going to win. They know they're in tough, but that, you know what I mean? The Lakers never thought that. You know, if you're LeBron, come on. LeBron could barely walk. AD, you saw AD out there in the first minute of the game. I mean, I'm almost regretting actually watching the first minute of the game. And Rex Chapman tweeted, like, right into the game that AD's hurt. And you could tell. I'm not going to call. I'm not even calling out AD. You know what I mean? The kid obviously was injured, man. I mean, you could tell, man. He's all hunched over. He could barely walk on the floor. Soon as the game started, man, we should have just really hammered, really hammered. Um the Phoenix Suns in game like right away but the problem was they scored so quickly right they took a big lead right away and, and they were like minus 17 and a half and stuff like that you know Lakers went on a couple of little runs they showed a little bit of pride but when it's all said and done if you're the Lakers it wasn't pretty it's never any, any team that loses in the playoffs you know it's never pretty it's almost like a loss in the playoffs will expose your problems for what your problems were right Win, you know, I mean, big game. Terry Stocks is an average coach. They don't adjust. They tapped out. The Lakers were exposed tonight. They're lacking depth. Bring it. Mike blew it now. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. 
Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Then get on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Everybody's got an opinion. Go ahead. Ask them. But only a few have an opinion informed by expert analysis and experience. It's called trust. It's why we're here. For you. Keep it here and get the edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204. The late night anger master class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moransky, breaking it down on Sirius XM Channel 204. Let's bring in Sports Grid's very own Mike Blewett. A lot of stuff to unpack with Mr. Blewett, including the departure of his New York Knicks as they bow out in five games to the Atlanta Hawks. Mike Blewett, always a pleasure. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's a sad day as a Knicks fan, but uh, as I said to the only thing I could gloat about with my friends that were Celtics fans yesterday, I could only note that the Knicks made it a day further in the playoffs than the Celtics did, and the Celtics are going through a lot of changes as well, but uh, obviously not the showing that we wanted from the Knicks. I saw immediately last night after the uh, the New York Knicks lost, there were two camps, and I think they... I think that the glass half full camp was a louder one, but and a little bit more vocal. But at the same point in time, I saw the WFAN crew. The Knicks were would have been better off not making the playoffs. That was an embarrassment. Um, Randall sucks. Can't pay him. Not a number one guy. You know, you know, people. The same people that were chanting, uh, "We want the Nets. We want the Nets." Last week are now bearing Randall. Thibodeau, you know, didn't make the coaching adjustments that he needed to make. And then there's the other camp that says, hey, how many people predicted the New York Knicks were going to be the F and four seed this year in the Eastern Conference? They made the playoffs. This organization took giant strides this year. Which camp are you in? Uh, I'm definitely the glass half full guy. Now, when you and I spoke about a week or probably two weeks ago, uh, I laid out my felt optimistic, but I laid out my fears of what could happen, that the Knicks were a max effort regular season team. And when they get to the playoffs, would they have another level? It proved to be the case that, at least for this year, they didn't really have another level. And when Julius Randle wasn't playing well, they ran out of scoring options quickly. I'm discouraged by the fact that R.J. Barrett wasn't able to step up in this postseason tournament when Randle was struggling. They both really didn't play well. And Atlanta, frankly, is the better team. They have a superstar. They had play players like DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella that really dominated the Knicks. And uh, that is a huge bummer, but we're talking about a team that had really long odds to even make the playoffs. We have a coach and a, an executive team in place that have the arrow pointed in the right direction, and there are a lot of players that are going to be free agents for the Knicks, so I I would only lay it out for people to say that I think it's a much more attractive situation than it was last year, the year before, and the year before that. You raised a lot of good points, and I remember your comments about the New York Knicks and and coming into the playoffs about do they have that next level. And do you recall, I've talked about the Toronto Raptors in that light mm-hmm. in, in past right. years. The Dwayne Casey era, 
right, yeah. with Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, JV, etc., they would win 56 games. Louis Scola, they would win 54 games. They would win 56 games during a regular season. Then they would get knocked out in the playoffs. And why? Because they didn't have that next level. They would win in the regular season because they were well coached and they would outwork you. Yes. Yet it's a completely different, uh, completely different sport uh, in the playoffs. And I was reading Mark Berman's uh, column in the New York Post, um, you know, the sort of postmortem autopsy, and he quotes um, Warriors president Bob Myers, in which Bob Myers says the playoffs are nothing like the regular season. They are completely uh, different sports. And I think this is the best point that he raises. He says, you'll notice in the playoffs who can really play the difference between stars and superstars. He goes, you'll see, uh, two feet in the regular season is two inches in the playoffs. Watch how many uh, players cannot make a shot in the playoffs but shoot like 42% in the regular season. It's just not the same thing. And that, I think, you know, truer words have never been spoken, right? Totally I think true. those yeah. are truer words that have never been spoken. The Knicks are just lacking a little skill now, and it doesn't take anything away from what Randall did. I'm with you. I'd like to see Barrett step up a little bit more. You played a lot of big games already, kid at Duke, etc. Yeah, You've yeah. been around uh, long enough. Uh, but I think another thing that you brought up, Mike, that isn't being talked about enough, and I'm curious your take on this moving forward, is the Atlanta Hawks are a better basketball team than people realize. They have percent. more talent than people realize. Absolutely. Since this coaching change, Mike, they're one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, you make up, you bring up all the points that I, I would absolutely use to partly defend the Knicks and say to people, hey, wait a second, they're not the Nets, but when the people are looking at the Knicks and say, ah, the Knicks beat the Hawks three out of four during the regular season, it's like, okay, they had injuries and a different coach. So since Nate McMillan has come on board, they're a far greater defensive basketball team. DeAndre Hunter, who I liked a lot coming out of UVA, yep. was banged up this year. He, you saw him in this series. He was a factor. In the series, Clint Capella dominated them, but DeAndre Hunter was a factor, especially last night. Randall had his, of all the bad games that he had, unfortunately, this series, last night was his worst. He turned the ball over eight times. He had multiple more tipped, and DeAndre Hunter was in the middle of a lot of 50-50 balls, loose balls that he was getting to, and forget the fact that Trey Young, they couldn't do anything to cover him. Forget the end of game one where Frank Nielakina just let him go for a right-handed floater for the win. They couldn't do anything Trae with Young's him. Trey Young's a star, bro. Like, Absolutely. He, like, he well, dropped a 35-footer in their face and took a bow at half court in Madison Square Garden, telling everybody to flip off, right? They spit on him, and the guy still comes back home. And I, and as a Knicks fan, I will tell you, I had no issue with it. He earned it. He beat them from the first tip until the clock ran out last night. Well, let me let me take it back. Trey Young's not a star. He's on the verge of being a superstar. Yeah. Because that's the difference. There's star. There's a lot of stars. Julius Randle's a star. Right, there's a lot of stars. Demar Derozan's a star, yeah. but there's there's a difference between superstars and stars in this league, and I think that was our point about the playoffs. A lot of stars in this league, not a lot of superstars. Yeah. And Trey Young isn't a superstar yet, obviously, but you see, he has that in him. And it's funny, you know, I've already done this little debate and talk and stuff. And Luca's awesome, but so is Trey Young. Right, it's one of these crazy deals where it's like yeah, they both worked yeah, out. Yeah, at the time you're like, oh, bro, this is a big mistake, big mistake. And it's hard to say that. You know what I mean? You look at the development of both the teams, the franchises, and where they're at right now, it's hard to say um, that, that it was a mistake. And, you know, as far as Trey Young, man, wouldn't he been like a perfect Nick? Like, yeah. Just like you know, the type the of kid that can get spit on and just embrace it and love it. But, but 
you brought up Capella as well. You, you talk about, you know, you didn't bring up John Collins. You yeah. see, you look at the, the size that this team has, the talent this team has. Um, what are they now? 21-2 and two in their last 23 home games. Yeah. They've shown the ability to win on the road. Joel Embiid's knee. I mean, that's obviously a question mark moving forward. And Embiid is such a massive X factor. But even, let's say, he is playing. He's not going to be 100%, but if he is playing, you talked about it. Clint Capella can ball, bro. Clint mm-hmm. Capella is not intimidated by Joel Embiid. Collins is not intimidated. They've actually got size, they've got shooters, and they've got a star guard. I think they could beat the Philadelphia 76ers. There's a million reasons that things went wrong in Houston, but the first thing that I could, was a head-scratcher for me is when they moved on from Clint Capella. They changed their—in Houston, when they when the times were going good, they had guys like Trevor Ariza and Clint Capella that could play defense and, like you said, ball and rebound and everything else. It's not like Capella's going out there and being one-dimensional. He's playing good defense. He's scoring. He's even throwing dimes, which, by the way, is the most underrated part of Trey Young's game people think he's a scorer and he just I goes agree. to his right and hits floaters and threes he's throwing double digit dimes around during playoff games very easily now uh, i do think this will be a difficult s- series for the sixers because of Embiid's potential ability to wear down and it's not like he's going up against a guy that isn't willing to match him physically Embiid is a superstar as you stated earlier but Capella is not and John Collins DeAndre Hunter are big bodies that they can throw at him to try to wear him down they know he's dealing with an injury now it isn't a secret and I'm not saying that they're throwing hockey goons out there to take him out but they are (laughs) right 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 but they are in a situation where they can wear him down physically. Mike Blewett uh, kicking it with us. And that's the thing. Quick Capella is very athletic. He, it's not just like so he's not just some slug. Right? He's not like a slug from an athletic standpoint. He's going to put that beat uh, to the test. More with Mike Blewett on the other side. He's a late night anchor man. Bring it. Sports gaming insights and expert analysis on daily sporting events. Information you can take to the bank. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you got to do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger match will crash in 10. You got it. This is Sports Rage. The pit, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust of it, and the meals in between. Throwing it down. Sports Grid Radio Networks. Sirius XM Channel 204. Mike Blewett uh, with us. So, uh, Mike, FanDuel have uh, the uh, the Philadelphia 76ers uh, listed as minus 192 
favorites over the Atlanta Hawks in this series. Hawks plus 154. It's amazing how times have changed. You and I have discussed this collegiately. In the old days, the old 16 versus 1, the point spread was 38 points. Mm. And now it's 11 or 9.5 for 12.5. We saw the first time ever a 7 seed favored over a 2 seed. And here we have a 1 seed. Not overwhelming favorites here at minus 192, Mike. Uh, Agreed. Uh, I I think for a lot of the reasons we just mentioned that people are now as first of all, the sharp money was on the Hawks in the first round against against the Knicks. And they were a slight favorite, despite being the five seed versus the Knicks four seed. But I think now after people watching how they dismantled the Knicks, frankly, the the one game that the Knicks won was because of uh, a really impressive second half one time. The Knicks were getting beat in the one game that they actually won. So seeing the way that they performed I think Nate McMillan really you saw his control of that team during this has people thinking that the Hawks can pull this off now are they going to advance multiple rounds I'd I'd be surprised after this but this is going to center around Embiid Uh, I think Ben Simmons shut a lot of people up last night but uh, it, it does stand to reason that you are going to be concerned about Ben Simmons' inability to shoot threes and uh, struggling at the free throw line and everything else. But can he impact the series in the way that needs to be impacted, Gabe, which is trying to limit Trey Young? Ben Simmons is the player that can try to do that. I think that's a good point. I think he can. But let's not throw a parade for Ben Simmons uh, just yet. And, and the Philadelphia 76ers for beating uh, the Washington Wizards. The Wizards just sure. hit the wall. Uh, I tell you, though, the Wizards are a fun team moving forward, actually. They are actually just sort of a power forward away from from actually being a real pain in the ass to play against. Right? They're just still a little bit under man uh, right with. now. Or with, to be fair. Yes. Yes. That I can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got some personalities on there that aren't always the easiest guys to play with. But well, I, you know, you just Russ need really did help them win this year. I can't. I can't crap on Westbrook. He, when he when they added him to the roster, he helped them win a lot of games and got them to the playoffs. Yeah, you know, without him, they're not. They didn't make the playoffs. Like, they went as far as the Knicks. They did five games. That's they right. went as far as the Knicks. Celtics, so, yeah, Celtics, yeah, no, they, hey, and Wizards. Put, all put, the some, same put some respect on that uh, when we talk about Washington. Uh, there, one thing that's interesting though is it's a weird dynamic. Beal and Westbrook get along personally. I can't believe it. I like they're both they're bad. both hood. They're both street. They're both hood. Yeah. They get along. They like each other. They like they playing do. together. <laughs> and Beal saying, I'm not leaving. Where am I going? Oh, it drives me crazy all the time, that stuff. <laughs> I used to wonder, too, a couple of years ago, why? Like, why are you not asking, like, all right, I got to get out of here? And yes. why are the Wizards not saying, all right, we're trading you for, like, a million picks because you're the most sought-after guy in the league? Yeah. And now I've got to know him. Over the years, and I realize he likes it there. <laughs> he yeah. likes it there. He's like Lillard, who says, "I don't title chase. I've been paid to bring a title to uh, to Portland. You know, win or lose, I respect these guys." And I, 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 I remember I got mad. I saw a national writer. I think it was one of the Laker guys type deal. Interesting to see. You know, Wizards will have to impress Bradley Beal in the playoffs to convince him that this, like, they're going to right convince him. Bradley Beal would be mad if they told him we want to trade you. Like he likes it there, yeah, and he wants to build generational wealth. Yes, exactly. Gonna, so yeah, so the, that's the one. I think you hit on a key point. 
with guys like Beal and Lillard, where you and I might sit there or fans listening might sit there and scratch your head and be like, why didn't he just force his way out of there like the other superstars did? They may like it there, A, so it's none of your business. And B, if those guys put up the numbers they do and deliver for their team, what do you care? It's their legacy. Let them deal with it how they want to deal with it. They put up max effort every night. They can't stop dropping 40 points on their opponents. So let those teams and figure it out. It's not their player's fault. And how about uh, as well? Maybe Bradley Beal doesn't want to stand in the corner and be LeBron's sidekick. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Alpha dog, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, every everybody has a reason. And I think you just said something, too. It's not discussed enough. But generational wealth. Uh, I don't know if you remember Stephen A. Smith went after Westbrook earlier this year. Oh, he gets triple doubles. He's not a winner. And Westbrook responded, did a great little mini interview with someone in the locker room after. Said, man, he doesn't know me, where I came from. He said, I grew up on the streets, man. I had nothing. Yeah. He goes, now, he goes, no one in my family will ever work a day in their lives ever again. And he goes, he can call me a loser. He goes, I got more triple doubles. Then, like, he starts going off. And yeah. and he goes, this guy's on TV talking about who a loser is. And then he actually brought, he got deep, man. He goes, Stephen A. Smith is a black man. Should, shouldn't criticize other black men for creating generational wealth for their we communities. Saw, we saw something like this recently with Kwame Brown, right? The back yeah. and forth with yeah, him yeah. and Matt Barnes. And I think a lot of the things that Kwame Brown, while obviously, you know, I, I'm not going to insert myself into the middle of that conversation, but I think some of the things that well, Kwame Brown was fucking. saying, <laughs> was, yeah, some of the things, yeah, I certainly don't want to tick him off, but Kwame Brown, some of the things he's saying were really deep. People are calling him a bust and a failure. He was the number one pick in the NFL draft, in the NBA draft, excuse me, and he put his mother on a golf course when he was 18 years old. That's the way he phrased it. And to call yeah. people losers and and uh, whatever kind of in whatever Calipari. way you want to castigate them for that is ridiculous. They Cal- are Calipari. wildly successful. John Calipari said it best once. You know, one of his Kentucky kids, I forget which one it was, one of his Kentucky kids. Sort of, you know, fizzled out of the NBA after about three, four years type thing. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, oh, what a loser, the kid. What a, you know what I mean? All that type of stuff. Cal Perry said, yeah, he's a big loser. So I spoke to him the other day. He's 27 years old. He's a multimillionaire, and he's got his own business. Real loser in life here, huh? Right. And that's the thing. You, you know the loser? You guys on the couch that are calling these people uh, losers. But. And if the guys wash out in the NBA and they get to go play in Europe for seven or eight years, oh, yeah. that's a yeah. pretty damn cool life experience. I was never the number one draft pick of anything, all right? Not even a little league, all right? So, like, like you know what I mean? I'd have to think long and hard. I want to, yeah, I want like, to see once, Gabe, in, in grade school. I won some titles as a, as a kid and stuff like that, but guarantee you I wasn't the coach's first, first choice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's besides the point. Uh, so, listen, I, I was kind of in the minority coming into this thing saying, I think Milwaukee can win the Eastern Conference. I think Milwaukee can win the Eastern Conference. I will maintain now that whoever wins this series, I believe, will win the Eastern Conference. I think the winner of Brooklyn and Milwaukee will go to the finals. I love what Milwaukee's doing. I love Holiday. I love the acquisition of Tucker. My problem with this is, and I think we're going to have a hell of a series, Mike, but my deal with these guys are the free throws, bro. And it's not just Giannis. It's all of them. Like, Middleton misses free throws in the clutch at times. Giannis is a brick machine late in these games. 
They need to deliver a knockout punch so to avoid that. And you're not delivering a knockout punch against the Brooklyn Nets. And we talk about chemistry and not believing that Bela Westbrook would get along so well. Man, it's a love fest in Brooklyn. They're pushing all the right buttons. They're a dangerous-ass team. What do you think of the series? Who you got? Uh, this one's certainly fascinating. I thought there could be some interest in the Miami-Milwaukee series, and clearly Miami was completely out of gas, and Milwaukee's more talented. I think you made a really good point about the additions in Holiday and Tucker. When we saw them in the last couple of playoff years, Gabe, we were waiting for someone other than Giannis to be able to step up. And when it wasn't Chris Middleton, and when Chris Middleton struggled, the Bucks were done. Now they don't have that same problem. They don't have the same reliance on him. They have guys like Tucker and guys like Holiday that yep. can pick up the slack. So if Middleton is pouring it in, you know they're going to win that game. If he's not, you still have other options beyond Giannis to do that. Now, I would actually ask you a question is your doubt in the next round that Embiid is not going to have the health to last, or would you have picked either of these two teams over the Sixers anyway? No, I didn't buy into the Sixers. I don't believe that Embiid uh, will be able to stay healthy for three consecutive rounds. I think this is just the beginning of you know the game-by-game uh, type of stuff for the next couple of weeks. I don't buy in fully uh, to Ben Simmons as well. So I thought the odds were great at 28 to 1 before the year started. I love Doc Rivers, and sure. I think they have talent. I like Tobias Harris, but I don't think they're better. I think I don't care about what, what your seed is. Yeah. I think Milwaukee and Brooklyn are better basketball teams. Uh, I think that's totally fair. I, I'll be, I got some friends on the Sixers, as I've told you in the past, so I'll be rooting for them the rest of the way. But uh, in this Milwaukee Brooklyn series, uh, I would love to see it be a dogfight, but man. I, I, I just the more as as the playoffs were approaching, I just thought the Nets were going to put themselves in a situation where they're going to say, you know, we're just going to score 130 every night. You guys try and catch up. And they I don't actually know play defense, though. They can. I, they're playing better. Yeah. Certainly. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they lock in. Listen, we know KD can defend. Yeah. And KD was a great shot blocker before the injury, too. That was sub, that was a part of his uh, portfolio uh, that he added. Is Kyrie, it weird that I'm almost more impressed with James Harden now than I ever have been before? Is that weird? I, I can't. Well, no, because he's no. I, I I no because I don't know. I guess I'm with you. I I never gave him those accolades for scoring a million points a night and losing efforts. Yeah. This is the best basketball that he's ever played in his life. It's right. by by far. It's the best basketball he's ever played in his life. Totals two thirty nine and a half in game one. <laughs> Jesus, man, that's we a got, big we number. We got to get out of here, Mike. So what do you think? It's tough, like. It's hard to bet the under, but it's a high number for a game one of a playoff series. <laughs> I think I think if only because these teams have to check each other in game one, I think we'll take the under in game one. And I'm happy to you take it on the chin if it goes over. You got Brooklyn winning the series? I do. All right. Mike, blew it. Great stuff as always, Mike. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Thanks, buddy. Remember the good old days before you found us, got the winning edge, and started winning? Neither do we. Thank God. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? 
Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. These days, it's hard to find something you can trust. Your car? Yeah, right. Trust takes time. And that's why we're here. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. We are your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204. Welcome to the bullpen there. Hello. Hi. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey rink. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. What are the rules? I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't care. I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Great. Race late night. I am Gable Moranzi. We appreciate you joining us at the late night hours. We know you have many entertainment choices. Uh, we're throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates as well. The Los Angeles Lakers got drilled uh, this evening. They trailed it by as many as 30 points in the first half. Uh, tonight, 29 points um, in the first half of uh, game uh, six. So, uh, you know, let's not just talk about, oh, it was just AD. Phoenix were the better basketball team, and be careful what you wish for, right? Be careful what you wish for. The Los Angeles Lakers, it's funny, huh? The Lakers and the Clippers, just out of spite, and it's not personal, but I said it. Remember I said, I hope you both lose. The Clippers and the Lakers both screwed around. Oh, we don't want to play each other. We don't want to play each other. And then you both going to get bounced, although the Clippers aren't bounced yet. The Clippers aren't bounced yet. Uh, spectacular performance by Devin Booker. Uh, this evening, Devin Booker is the second player in Suns history with 45 points and 10 rebounds in a playoff game. Joining Chuck Charles Street Clothes Barkley, <laughs> who did it twice. That's the thing. People, you know, I don't know. A lot of people, I think a lot of younger people just sort of think of Barkley as like a big mouth dude uh, that's on TV. But the mound round of uh, rebound could ball, man. All right. Uh, he could ball. How about this? Carmelo Anthony has now made 11 career playoff appearances in which his team failed to win a series. According to Elias Sports Bureau, that's tied with Terry Porter for most in NBA history. <laughs> that's that's not... We, you know, I like these historical numbers and stuff, but that's not something that Melo really, you know, uh, you really want to be associated with. Uh, Damian Lillard became the fourth player in NBA history with 200 points and 60 assists in a playoff series. Yeah, Whatever. Whatever, didn't even go seven games. So that's impressive in a way. But, you know, Dame Lillard tonight disappeared late in the basketball game. I was surprised to see that. You know, listen, the shots weren't falling for him. and But it was his the way that he was shooting and the way that he didn't want the ball after a while. I, you know, th- there was a couple of minutes I was like, is he even on the court? And I'm watching on a computer screen. I'm like, is he like, is he on the bench? Like, isn't that Lillard type of thing? And I'm like, why are you standing alone in the corner, like just not involved all the time? And why do you keep passing the ball to everybody else all the time? 
I'm not going to rip Damian Lillard. I, you know what? People, I give credit to, um, I give credit to people that bet on Denver tonight. Good bet. Props to you. And you know, we broke, we handicapped that game this evening before the game started on game time decisions. And I did like Portland, but I did bring up the concern of Damian Lillard carrying this team the other night on his back in the altitude and coming back like this. But, you know, Denver should have been every bit as tired as well, but that's where the conditioning comes into play here. And um, so we've got a number here. We've got a hell of a series. It's going to be a fun series. The Denver Nuggets get five and a half points in game one. All right? Uh, so uh, Phoenix, I don't have a start time yet either. Uh, FanDuel's posted a number without knowing the start time. Uh, they've just posted a number for game one. No total yet. Phoenix Suns minus five and a half. It's interesting. We just spoke with Mike Blewett, and I don't know what your take is, Matthias, if you are you are giving the Atlanta Hawks a chance against the Philadelphia 76ers. Maybe I'm underestimating the Sixers a little bit. And one thing, one thing that's true, and Teddy brought it up, like Teddy said he thinks the Sixers are the best team in the NBA. Teddy, Ted Savransky, a.k.a. Teddy Covers, joined us in the first hour of the program. And the thing, the thing with that is I can't argue. I can't argue in the sense the Philadelphia 76ers record when they have their starting five is the best in the NBA. Yet there's a caveat to that because Brooklyn, Brooklyn starters really haven't played together all that much. They literally have played like 10, 11 games. They, they played eight games together in the regular season. Now they play a few playoff games. You know what I mean? But like when they have Embiid, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, um, Seth Curry, and Danny Green, when those five guys, they are like 29, 30, and 5, I think now. I think it was 27 and 5 coming into this thing, and they just won without Embiid once. But so it's like 30 and 5. That's damn impressive. But it's funny because we just spoke with Mike Blewett, and he said, you know, you know, yeah, there's the concerns with uh, with Ben Simmons that he can't hit a three and he can't hit a free throw. Isn't isn't that kind of two important things that you should know how to do if you're a basketball player? <laughs> like, you want like how the hell? Like, when I said earlier that like Ben Simmons, I get it. Ben Simmons has a lot of tools and stuff, but we were talking about player rankings earlier, and I was like, this is a joke. Like Ben Simmons ranked ahead about ahead of all these other guys. So what? Ben Simmons is one of the best players in the league, except for his three point shooting and except for his free throws. So he's not really a scorer. He can't shoot. He doesn't hit free throws. And he's one of the best players in the league, though, right? So what is Ben Simmons? Good defensive player. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah he's good. He'll set you up. But let's calm down. I think Ben Simmons is overrated. Good basketball player, but I don't buy in. Like, he's never turned the corner. He's never, you know, he doesn't care. If he cared, like, learning to shoot a basketball, like, shooting a basketball is not like a God-given ability. It's a, it's something, it's a skill. It's like anything. It's like playing the drums or the guitar or something. Nobody is born knowing to play anything. All right? Like, yeah, you'll get some three-year-old German baby and stuff that's a piano prodigy, whatever, every 50 years. You know what I mean? You know, but it's like basically it's something you work at. Right? Kawhi Leonard wasn't a great shooter at San Diego State. He wasn't a great shooter early in his career with the Spurs. Now he's money. Right? Because he worked at it. Right? DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan wasn't a good shooter. Now the guy can hit those uh, mid-range jumpers blindfolded, except that Dylan Brooks is in his face. So the Atlanta Hawks are getting a lot of respect here. 
They're only getting two and a half points in game one. Philadelphia 76ers minus two and a half. There's the uncertain status about Joel Embiid. They're saying it's day-to-day type of deal. It's nothing, you know, it's okay. You know, little mini, you know, what was it? You know, mini, minor, (laughs) minor torn meniscus. I don't know. He's a big dude. He's had injury problems in the past. You know, and Capella can bang, man. Collins can bang. It's not that. That's the thing with the Atlanta Hawks, guys. The Hawks are more talented. I think a lot of people who don't see the Hawks just sort of think of it's Trey Young, right? And you know, you think all oh, the Atlanta Hawks and all oh, who cares? They beat the Knicks. But look at the roster. Look at the guys that they have on the floor. Like, look at the guys that they have on the floor, and these guys can play with anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like from a talent perspective. And you know, listen, I'm not saying anybody, anybody, they're not the Brooklyn Nets, I get it. But, you know, they don't care that they're underdogs. They don't care what we say. They don't care what FanDuel and the odds makers uh, say. And, you know, sports is just a lot about confidence. Look at the Montreal Canadiens. Are the Canadians the greatest team in the world? No, but they're a confident team right now. And same thing with the Atlanta Hawks. Like, you think when the Atlanta Hawks take the court that they're like, oh, no, we we're not going to win, we're scared. No, like these guys are all badass, great basketball players that think they can win. And like you look at the roster that they have. Bogdanovich, uh, you know, he can shoot. Gallinari's hit or miss as far as his shooting is concerned. Um, but, uh, you know, Herter's a good player. But then you get into sort of like the, the better players, right? Like, you know, when, when you talk about their elite type of guys, Clint Capella's a badass, all right? The guy can give you, like, you know, he's a double-double, but more just, than just a double-double. He can give you 15, 17, 18 points, 15 rebounds, you know, 20 points, 16 rebounds. Like, he can go off on any given night. He's a good defensive player. He's super uh, uber-athletic. Um, uh, you know, when you look at uh, Collins. Collins is a baller, man. Collins is going to make a lot of money. All right? Collins is going to make a lot of money uh, as, as a free agent moving forward. DeAndre Hunter is a national champion. All right, with the Virginia Cavaliers. The guy's got skill on offense, and he's a great defensive player. He's got, like, super, like, genius basketball IQ. Like, really smart player. And, and then you get into Trey Young, right? And look, Trey Young goes 3 for 11 from 3, 10 for 28 from the field. Still man- manufactures 36 points. That's the sign of a real good player. I Even I thought Trey Young was just a shooter coming out of Norman. But, you know, the kid can get to the free throw line. He's figured it out. And he, he's got that little thing where he just gets touched and he overreacts and they call it all the time. He gets star treatment, 13 to 15 from the field. Tough series. Philadelphia, the real deal. What's your, who are you taking, Matthias? Atlanta or Philadelphia? You, you know, Philadelphia the favorites, but you think Atlanta can pull an upset in the series or you're calling the Sixers? I like Atlanta with their energy right now, Gabe. And like you said, you broke down their roster pretty well. I like their bench. Gallinari, like you said, is hit or miss. Lou Williams coming off the bench is always hit or miss as well. They're a team that's hot at the moment. You know, I'd like to see them pass the ball around a little bit more, not just, you know, see Trey Young dishing out double-digit assists. You know, when you look at their ball movement, it's either Trey Young grabbing the assists or pretty much nobody else. When you look at the Sixers, they're built off Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, and both those guys – you know, they like to pass the ball, but they also like to take good shots. So uh, I like to, I want to see more ball movement from the Atlanta Hawks, but if they move the ball around well and pick good shots, they should take this series. No uh, no Joel Embiid, so it should, it's Atlanta's for the taking. 
Well, that's the thing. Well, we don't know that, but if Joel Embiid was playing, they wouldn't be two and a half point favorites, right? But this this is almost like AD all over again tonight, in which did it really matter, right? This is different because this does matter more. Like, I didn't believe, I didn't care if AD played tonight or not. I knew it was like, yeah, he's, you know what I mean? I was like, you know what happened? I hate to say it. Um, what happened is exactly what I thought was going to happen. The dude was under massive pressure to play. You got guys calling him street clothes on national television. Um, they needed him. Everybody know they needed him. It was a super late game time decision that he was going to play, right? And it was like, well, we'll see. You know, it was like, um, Sh- you know, they, they tweeted out, Shams tweeted out that, you know, he'll see he's going to warm up. And if the, the pregame, if the, the pregame warm up goes okay, he'll play. And clearly that was a sign of, listen, he's not good to play, but they're going to try to roll him out here and see what happens. But you could see, man, like he was the, you know, he just couldn't move. Um, I'm, so that's why I'm not ripping the guy. He was clearly hurt for real. He's clearly, and you know what? It's easy for Charles Barkley to sit there and call him street clothes and stuff. Um, he was hurt. It is it is what it is. He, you know, he was hurt. But I don't use it as an excuse. Phoenix were the better basketball team. And if you think wrong, Phoenix were the two seed guys, right? Phoenix and Utah were the best teams in the Western Conference. So what about your Clippers tomorrow, Matisse? It's going to be a stressful night tomorrow. We have the Montreal Canadiens and the Winnipeg Jets and then the Clippers and the Mavericks. What's your call tomorrow night? Gabe, it's going to be a tight game. I think I think Dallas is going to come out and give the Clippers the first punch. I'd go I'd go Dallas first quarter, but the Clippers are going to fight and they're going to fight till the end. I do think that they're going to It's a resilient team, man. That's the thing. The Clippers have already showed that they're going to fight and that they're going to be resilient. They've been down 0-2. I expect them to play a tight game, but it's you know, Doncic is going to be the best player on the court tomorrow. So, they got to slow him down. Kawhi supposed to be the best. Kawhi's supposed to be the best player on the court. I tell you what, if Doncic's the best player on the court tomorrow night, Dallas wins. Bring it. It's your lucky day. You found the trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. Go ahead, kick the tires. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When you need information, you go to an expert. Not just anybody, but someone who's been right on the money before. So when it comes to gaming, odds, and more, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, great job by our crew here this evening. Smooth sailing. Quickest 180 minutes of sports talk radio. Thanks to Teddy Covers, Ted Savransky for joining us at level one. 
uh, Big Card Julio, Julio Rosario, uh, play-by-play voice of Chicago State in the Windy City Bowl, 670 the score in Chicago, our weekly Windy City Sports Report, and whatever, our DJ betting report uh, as well. We mix it up. Sometimes we'll get in as the summer comes up. And that's, you know, that's the thing right now, guys. It's a great time of the year right now, right? It's just it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, you got the playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs. But what's kind of, you know, there's less and less of it. You know what I mean? Like when you look at the schedule, it's like, oh, where are the rest of the games? It's like, oh, yeah, those teams are eliminated, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's depressing. It's like the NCAA tournament as it goes on. You like, you know what I mean? People go, oh, the NCAA tournament's great. There's so much basketball. It's like, no, there isn't. Anyone that knows, that's for amateurs. Like, anyone that knows, the most basketball is the conference tournament weeks. Like, that's when it's insane, when it's, like, literally all day, every day for, like, 17 days, 10, you know, two weeks of this college conference basketball tournament action. The NCAA tournament is wall-to-wall for the first two days, and even now they spread it out so much, and now that's the problem with the NBA you know, we're already into, oh, there's only one game tonight and stuff like that. So the games are big time. It's cool. It's hard to believe that the Lakers are gone. It is and it isn't. Listen, we were on Phoenix, and it was nice to cash the over. Uh, we took the over to basketball game. We went pretty big on the way out because I was frustrated. I lost with Portland, and I like Phoenix. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going bigger on Phoenix here, and I'm taking the over. But I was concerned due to the blowout factor. Anytime it's a blowout, man, you gotta be, you got to be worried about a total hitting. So tune in to Game Time Decisions at 6 o'clock Eastern tomorrow on all these same very radio stations, Sirius XM, Channel 204, Sports Grid, TV, radio, and everything. These are important games that we need to uh, ponder. It's like our city hall used to say. Things that make you safe. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Sports news you can actually use. Actionable insights and expert perspectives on daily sporting events. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.